0: Yeah, and then she follows this guy. That's uh, that's very dangerous. Uh, yeah, no, I was enjoying well, it.
1: Well, things were going to go down the elevator, but I ran <gasps> out of time.
0: It's always the way, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Title of my sex. I tank. know.
0: I really wanted to say it. Most <laughs> showing restraint. <laughs>
1: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Pleasure of the Text podcast, a shared imagined space where readers and writers make meaning together. We are your host Shannon Gareth, a.k.a. Fabio today.
0: <laughs> Fabio. Hello, Shannon. It's been a while, hasn't it?
1: It has been a while. Did we want to talk about that at all? Or did we want to jump straight into, well, actually, wait, I was going to say the sex scene, but men on the podcast, don't jump straight into it.
0: No, a little bit of foreplay first. This is going to be a short episode (laughs) anyway, I think. Uh, I'll probably end it by saying, yeah, you know, I'm sorry. This has never happened to me before. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, no, no. So, basically, we didn't plan to uh, leave it four weeks, but uh, the official story is I had some health problems and some IT problems and possibly both if I'm one of those AI avatars. Uh, and not actually a real person. The true story is that I realised we were doing writing a sex scene. Week panicked, uh, tried to make a raft out of bamboo and sail away from Australia, but I sunk about three meters from shore and had to be rescued. But here we are now. I'm under house arrest and we're ready to uh, to try writing a sex scene in real time. For <laughs> You're ready our, our to audience. commit
1: to your fate.
0: Yeah. I'm very fatalistic about this. <laughs>
1: um, so what's so scary about writing a sex scene for you, Gareth?
0: Um, well, I think that's what we're going to talk about, really. Uh, you know, uh, a few of uh, my friends, you know, they, they knew that we were going to do this. And so they tried to write sex scenes. And, you know, I was like, oh, it's really difficult. They're like, nah, it's going to be easy, but they found it really difficult. Um, and, uh, and I think there's a reason for that, but I think we'll kind of tease it out as the episode goes along and then we'll see if we can, you know, beat the odds and write a good sex scene. Um, the key thing is we're not writing erotica. There is, there is a difference. Uh, do you want to explain the difference? Do you want to
1: talk? No, I do not.
0: Oh, Well, I will, then, (laughs) Um, (laughs) because in preparation for this episode, I did all this uh, research on on erotica. But of course, this is not an exercise in writing erotica. Erotica is uh, literature that is specifically around the erotic. That is what it is. Uh, This is actually more of a component of anything else. So we have a story, the story could be about anything, and it includes a sex scene. It may also include a car chase, uh, which hopefully doesn't precede the sex scene, and, uh, you know, a fight scene and a great inspirational speech scene and all those things. So so essentially, this is something that will work within the context of something else. A sex scene. Uh, And... You know, I'm reminded of when you see interviews with uh, with Hollywood actors. They always talk about the horrors of filming the sex scenes. Have you have you ever read anything like that? Or
1: um, I kind of have. So I can't remember if it was from How I Met Your Mother or something along those lines, and they were talking about. Actually, I don't think it was that at all. But they were saying how when there's a real attraction but they're not allowed to have each other, there's that real chemistry involved and as soon as the deed is done, it just kind of disappears and now you have to maintain this um, actor's position of actually being still sexually interested in your actress or actor still on stage. I don't know. Have you heard that?
0: I have. Yes, I have heard something like that. Um it's pretty and but grim, it used to though, be in isn't that it? industry.
1: So, do you have any, ex- any experience?
0: Well, I wasn't acting in the industry. Uh, I was doing writing and a little bit of production. Um, and I didn't actually write any sex scenes. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've been avoiding it all this time. Uh, no more. Uh, yeah, I mean, the other thing that uh, actors talk about is, you know, the idea that a, a sex scene might be. 10, 20 seconds long, but it could take two to three days to shoot. And, you know, it's tiring and it's embarrassing. Uh, Often you have bits clipped down and tucked in and taped over. um, And you, you know, you're with this person who you might be, you know, friends with, or you might just be sort of pleasant colleagues, at least hopefully, Uh, But you have to, you know, act uh, passionately for for hours on end whilst being uh, watched by a whole bunch of other people who are sort of standing around, perhaps at first slightly interested and then terribly bored. Uh, And, you know. Or terribly aroused, maybe. Not after the first few hours, no. No, it loses a lot of its uh, passion. Um, so yeah, yeah, you know, that would be hard, right? I mean, you wouldn't want to, if if you're on a first date and you got back to the person's house and they said, by the way, don't worry about it. They're just filming us. The film will never go anywhere. They're just filming us. It's an exercise in being filmed. Uh, plus I need you to stay for three days because we've got to get all the angles. Um, so, you know, Try and maintain your arousal. Kind of reminds me of those consent forms. You know, you got to, like, sign the consent form. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because there is nothing sexier than stopping to do some paperwork.
1: Mm. I feel like there's a joke there, but uh, I'm missing it. I'm talking about but like... CG, do we even have to have Passion filmed anymore with CG? Didn't we have our first ever CG kiss recently in that uh, film, which I have not watched, with Jonah Hill?
0: Jonah Hill and uh, I think somebody London or uh, can't recall. But, yeah, apparently it was a CG kiss. Don't really understand that at all. Because yeah. uh, apparently they got on well. So very confusing. Um, but yeah, and I, obviously the, there's these deep fakes now where famous people's faces can be inserted into uh, pornographic scenes. So perhaps mm. uh, before too long, it will all be body doubles. But it will still be difficult for them. Like Somebody has to spend the hours... You know, lying yeah. lying in their skin suit, uh, trying to look terrific,
1: doing all the hard work. You know, um, flexing
0: their muscles, exhausting.
1: <laughs> Talk. So we're going to write a sex scene today, and I promise we're getting there. Um, the tide of our sex tapes, right? <laughs> uh, so, I think one of the difficulties we had was, um, and this is, I this is still part of the, the romance month for had- me, even though. title of my sex tape. Anyway, yes. Um, So the difficulty we had around this was, and to me, this is still the month of romance, even though we're shifted. Um, So we we're talking about The Pleasure of the Text by Roland Barthes. And one of the things that Richard Howard mentioned, who is his translator from French to English, thank you, Richard Howard, is that we don't have the language to talk about or write about sex that's not in the gutter or um, it's clinical. So penis, vagina, maybe I should beat that out. But, um, and I know you mentioned, Gareth, that Publishers have their own codes now in terms of what language you can use.
0: Yes, apparently, c words are particularly favoured. Um, it's all very strange. I'd actually like to read you something. It's a it's a very short extract from the um, Bad Sex Writing Awards or Bad Sex in Fiction Awards mm-hmm. uh, because I think yeah. this really highlights it. This is, okay. uh, from rare earth by Paul Mason. And he writes, he began thrusting wildly in the general direction of her chrysanthemum, but missing his paunchy frame shuddering with the effort of remaining rigid and upside down. So that one, uh, that won the bad sex writing award one year. And I'm going to say right off the bat that it's not bad writing except possibly for one word. Can you guess the word? Chrysanthemum? Yeah. I mean, goodness me, chrysanthemum. I mean, it's hard to say. I I wonder if he was trying to get across the the difficulty by putting in a word that's just (laughs) incredibly hard to say. You don't know your way around the word. You think you do, but you don't. Um, And really, I mean, this is a problem for writers in English, isn't it? I mean, what do you what do you call things? Uh,
1: yeah, what do you call all the bits and pieces that are engaging together?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I agree that chrysanthemums not the best choice, probably. Uh, however, one wonders. But I what else is there? Well, and to be honest, I off the top of my head, I can't think what a, a chrysanthemum looks like. But um, it's a common problem. Um, I'll give you one more and then we'll talk about the bad, uh, sex in fiction awards. Um, this one again, now he's, this is back to blood by Tom Wolfe. Now his big generative jockey was inside her pelvic saddle, riding, 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 And she was eagerly swallowing it, swallowing it, swallowing it with the saddle's own lips and more. All this without a word. What do you think of that?
1: It's it's, it's really funny.
0: It is funny. I just wonder. I'm not sure about this whole saddle idea. It's definitely a direction. I think where it all starts to go wrong is big generative jockey again so hard to say yeah Uh, you know i don't know if that's a male thing i wonder if it is the the, the complications of sex and the difficult the mechanics you know we all stand around the cars Uh. you know we open the the boot uh the uh i can't think what it's called the bonnet the bonnet thank you see i can't even find my way to the bonnet (laughs) ladies don't know even <laughs> where the bonnet is anyway you lift the bonnet and all the guys stand around and stare in there and kind of go yeah yeah you know it's probably the carburetor uh and that's i think to some extent where we are with sex like yeah i don't know there's there's some bits here and i think you move this over here don't you and it's like no like, oh. you know <laughs>
1: What happens if I press this, it squirts. Um, yeah, and it's but, like,
0: yeah, the car won't start. And you think, what's wrong with this thing? I wonder if that's a particularly I'm just male rider issue.
1: Yeah, because I'm thinking of another male rider, uh, Japanese Yukio, I think his name is, you would know his full name.
0: Yukio Mishima.
1: Yes. I read one of his short stories, uh, The Sailor Who Was Something on the Sea.
0: Yeah, The Sailor Who Fell from Grace with the Sea.
1: Yes, thank you. Beautiful story. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's uh, this kid; he's perving on his mother, engaging in sexual activity with with a sailor, and the way the kid describes his um, pelvic region is um, his like m- mountainous Everest or something. This it was, it was. What is going on here?
0: Yeah, you <laughs> but know. I suppose and it's from like- the eye level of a child. Hmm. Everest is hard to climb, I hear. haven't tried. But yeah, there's this whole sense of trouble. You know, it's a lot of trouble, the whole thing. And I think to an extent men do feel that way. It's just a lot of trouble. I don't know what's going on. It's a lot easier, you know, when I'm by myself, straightforward, don't know what's happening here. And I think that maybe comes across in the writing a little bit. You know, another one, I, I just can't, I can't stop now. Naughties by Ben Masters. We got up from the chair and she led me to her elfin grot. Getting amongst the pillows and cool sheets, we trolled each other's bodies for every inch of history. Now, I don't know about this whole elfin grot, but again, don't know what naughties is. Don't know if there's a sort of a, an elfin thing happening. Uh, but, you know, trawling for every inch of history sounds exhausting. It just sounds like a lot of work.
1: But, I mean, (laughs) if it is an elf thing, maybe that makes sense because they've been living for thousands of years. I don't know.
0: Yeah, but I think that might be part of it. So I think maybe there's a lack of ease Mm -hmm. uh, that might be part of the issue. Um, But the other problem is language. Language is a real issue. You know, we we just don't have uh, the culture and uh, the language to accommodate good sex writing it's much harder much harder than, yeah. than in other like than in romance languages which you know they've got the romance built in
1: yeah i mean and i suppose the history and the language you know we're english speaking we come from england and you know it was very prim and proper. Fact that this stuff you didn't talk about, and um, later if we do talk about erotica, there's some pretty interesting history of sex texts or texts discussing sex in any way getting kind of censored or banned. And so yeah, that language just hasn't developed beyond you know the clinical or the gutter, like we kind of mentioned. Mm. And I think we are going to jump into writing that sex scene soon, just covering what words can we use when writing. Uh, so we were saying that publishers have their own in-house styles, which is, oh, can I say it? Um, I don't know if we're going to get censored of YouTube, but what else can we use?
0: I don't know. Try saying it one more time and I'll, I'll see if I can put in bleeps for you. <laughs> no, I know, it's was just like, um, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear. Title of my sex team. Anyways, um, so let's talk Where? about... <laughs> Let's talk about the Bad Sex in Fiction Awards. Do you know the history of them?
1: Uh, I have to be honest, until this episode I did not, but I'm happy to give a rundown on what I know now straight from Wikipedia. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the Bad Sex in Fiction Award, each year since 1993, Literary Review has presented the annual Bad Sex in Fiction Award to the author it deems to have produced the worst description of a sex scene in a novel. The award is symbolically presented in the form of what has been described as a semi-abstract trophy representing sex in the 1950s. No idea what that would look like. Oh, actually, it tells me, depicting a naked woman draped over an open book. The award was established by Rhoda Koenig, a literary critic, and Auburn War, then the magazine's editor. The aim of the award is to draw attention to the crude, tasteless, often perfunctory use of redundant passages of sexual description in the modern novel and to discourage it. The enduring relevance of this rationale has been questioned based on concerns about censorious public shaming of authors of serious literary fiction. Now, I think with Are we going to talk about what they're talking about when they say serious literary fiction?
0: Yeah. So I think it was 2012 when E.L. James uh, published Fifty Shades of Grey. I think it was 2012. There was some outrage that she didn't make the Bad Sex in Fiction awards, Uh, you know, that that they were being snobby. But their uh, justification was that It's not that she had written a good book with some bad sex writing. The whole book was bad sex writing and therefore didn't meet the criteria, which is an otherwise worthy book with a bad sex scene.
1: Oh, so it's quite highbrow. It's highbrow, yeah. yeah.
0: They're they're punching up. They're probably not punching up, actually, based on the um, pedigree of the literary review. But I guess they're punching the way you should do, which is sort of straight ahead. And, uh, and yeah, so they, they take these writers. I I believe that, uh, Haruki uh, Murakami, was either nominated or won it one year. and obviously I do you know, not
1: see his name, so he must have been nominated.
0: He must have been nominated. And, you know, I mean, I, don't, I haven't read all his sex scenes and no one's collated them for me. I do recall one from the <laughs> Wind Up Bird Chronicle, though, and I thought it was very effective. I think, so, you know, it's it's a question of taste. I think the three that I've read thus far, you know, maybe aren't, Aren't the best choices necessarily but I think it may be a bit much to single them out for the mistakes that they've made because yeah chrysanthemum like you shouldn't get a, an award for one word and I feel like it's a one word issue do you have any favorites from uh the bad sex in fiction awards do you have any um
1: uh, yes I do actually have a favorite um, so this is quite a long passage, Winkler by Giles Corrin. And he came hard in her mouth and his dick jumped around and rattled on her teeth and he blacked out and she took his dick out of her mouth and lifted herself from his face and wiped the pillow away and he gasped and glugged at the air and he came again so hard that his dick wrenched out of her hand and a shot of it hit him straight in the eye and stung like nothing he'd ever ever had in there and he yelled with the pain but the yell could have been anything and as she grabbed at his dick which was leaping around like a shower dropped in an empty bath she scratched his back deeply with the nails of both hands and he shot three more times in thick stripes on her chest like Zorro. <laughs>
0: um uh, yeah well i don't know it's that bad it in your funny. mouth? funny I how you your right? teeth? What's it made from?
1: Yeah. Um, and the part where he blacks out because he's just come so hard. I mean,
0: like a <laughs> rabbit. I mean, you know, yeah. rabbits do that. They just yeah. The, yeah. They the drop Dural
1: cell battery rabbit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Goodness me. I don't know. It was kind of funny though. Like I guess if it wasn't meant to be funny,
1: uh Well, I, like, is it? I mean, I don't what know. what is Leaping around like a shower dropped in an empty bath.
0: It's not very flattering to her, I feel, but um, I think it means the shower head, like, you know, you, it, it, like it's like a hose almost leaping around.
1: But it's dropped in an empty bath?
0: Yeah. Um, what is the empty bath in this context? I don't know. I don't maybe,
1: know. Maybe it's her. She's the empty bath and he, he's ejaculation is the shower.
0: Oh yeah, no. That's he's the shower head. Not sure what she's grabbing his dick with. I think this is the issue. Yeah, I'm assuming you know. her hand. Well, the thing is, she scratches his back with the nails of both hands.
1: Oh, uh, yeah,
0: yeah. So I think she's the empty bath, which again is not that flattering. Uh, if you well, or maybe you know his his shower head is very small. I don't know. Uh, again, we're 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 kind of dancing around euphemisms, although in actual fact, you know, he is using, I guess, what the 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 word is gutter language. This is the gutter language.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, but I don't know. I I think that's hilarious writing. I'm not sure it's it's bad in the sense that it's a, a throwaway effort, you know, lack of effort piece of, of writing. It feels like yeah. there's a lot going on there i got one for you. Well, I
1: think that's the importance of context, right? Context. Is this a funny scene between two characters or is this a legitimate passion? Passion. Affair? Passion.
0: Mm. Yeah, exactly. Um, croissant. sorry. Croissant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could totally, uh, you could use a croissant as a euphemism and just go from there. Um But would you? That's the question. Croissants baguette. Right. Yeah. There you go. It's a French bakery of of erotic passion. Uh, List of the lost by Morrissey. Okay. Mm. At this, Eliza and Ezra. i just going to stop there. Eliza and Ezra, folks. All right. At this, Eliza and Ezra rolled together into the one giggling snowball of full-figured copulation, screaming and shouting as they playfully bit and pulled at each other in a dangerous and clamorous roller coaster coil of sexually violent rotation, with Eliza's breasts barrel-rolled across Ezra's howling mouth, and the pained frenzy of his bulbous salutation extenuating his excitement as it whacked and smacked its way into every muscle of Eliza's body except for the otherwise central zone. So apparently he's just missing the mark every time. But the thing about Morrissey is I like Morrissey's music, I, uh, but he's very wordy. You know, he's a wordy guy and he's, he's a touch pretentious and that is his charm. And this just feels like Morrissey's writing yeah like, i i think you either like it or you don't i suspect everything around this text reads like this uh, so again yeah. you know Have context you read list of the lost i don't think i mean i i enjoy morrissey's you know like there's a song i think it's called the boxer uh, and the chorus is his weary wife is walking away it sounds great when it's sung. I wouldn't want to read it, and that's kind of where I'm, I'm landing with Morrissey as a writer. I can't imagine wanting to trawl through his language. I have one more for you, though, uh, okay. by David Thewlis. And then I've got one more. Oh, all right. Okay. I don't, know, I don't know if this is a great one, but I think this is a – I really enjoyed reading this. So this is from the late Hector Kipling by David Thewlis. This is not pleasurable. How could anyone find having burning hot candle wax dripped onto the flesh of their belly pleasurable? But I don't want to tell her to stop because the last time I told her to stop, I got belted in the mouth. She wears an average of three rings on each finger. God, mum was right. This lousy city does stink. No wonder dad's in hospital. I might well be joining him by the end of the night. I think I'm still inside her, but quite honestly, it's difficult to tell. Avanti, you fucker, she drawls and brings the flame up close to my left nipple, you pathetic little fucker, and tries to light it like a wick. Ow! Oh shit, my nipple's on fire. She's poured lighter fluid onto my chest and my tits gone up in flames like some dessert in a posh restaurant.
1: See, I think this is a great scene.
0: I think it's a great scene too. I Hats off to David Fulis, who I assume is the actor. It must be a, a writer as well. Um, yeah, that is a great scene, isn't it? I'd be I'd be proud to have written that.
1: Yeah, um, but I suppose he hasn't had this issue of he hasn't mentioned any um, private parts. You know, he's. I think I'm still inside her. Mm. And, you know, just the imagery of lighting his nipple up.
0: <laughs> yeah, he gets around it, doesn't he? I suppose, mm. in part, because his mind is wandering and she appears to be doing some you know some light bdsm with him so uh you can kind of avoid uh the pelvic regions for a while and that's and that's probably the Mm. the secret but yeah i like that scene i think i think that's a good scene and uh i mean it might be bad sex in fact it looks very much like it's bad sex but i don't think it's bad sex writing
1: Yeah, and I think this follows along the same lines from Apples by Richard Millward. She had on no knickers and my heart went crash bang wallop and my eyes popped out. She hadn't shaved and her fanny looked like a tropical fish or a bit of old carpet. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) But, like, how do you have a tropical (laughs)
0: I, I don't know. And why did his yeah. eyes go bobwang, bobwang? I mean, if I saw a bit of old carpet and my eyes went bobwang, bobwang, I'd be a bit worried.
1: Yeah. Okay. I think we should move on to actually writing some sex. Oh,
0: scenes. no, wait. I, I wanna, I wanna throw you something first. Yep, yep. Oh no, wait! I want to throw you something first. Title of my sex tape. Now. <laughs> Over here, uh, electric literature. Um, and so in 2020, they stopped the bad sex in fiction awards. Um, the, the feeling was that with COVID, uh, you know, we were already depressed, so we didn't want to read bad sex writing, which is bizarre. Uh, I suspect it's got yeah. a lot more to do with, uh, the current age of outrage. And I think perhaps it was just oh. more effort than it was worth. However, Electric Literature didn't let us down. In 2020, they asked a whole bunch of writers to write a bad sex scene. There are heaps of them. I'm not going to, I'm only going to read one, uh, and it's relatively short. Uh, And the reason why I'm going to read this one is it's by Alyssa Nutting, who wrote Tampa, which I think is a really interesting book. Uh, I've shown it to a few people. They've all hated it, been very disturbed that I think it has merit, but I do. Um, So she's also the author of Unclean Jobs for Women and Girls. Okay, so this is the scene she wrote for this article. He took off my panties and parted my outer lips. Open up, little piggy bank, he whispered. Let's see if we can find any stray quarters. His searching fingers pushed inside me, probing my walls as if hunting for spare change. I grabbed, the tick of the, I grabbed the tip of his cock and ran my fingers across the paper cut of his urethra until the tiniest bead of pre-cum appeared. You're drooling, I said to his cock. Perhaps there's something you'd like to say. With my index finger and thumb, I pretended to make its drill hole open and close like a tiny mouth. If that's the bank, then I'd like to make a deposit of valuable cum, I mumbled in my best ventriloquist voice. He let out a moan, not unlike a throaty elk bugle. Yes, he agreed. My money bags have grown so full and heavy. I reached down and cupped his balls to confirm, weighing them in my hands. Oh, I replied, someone's been saving up for days. So... (laughs)
1: That's amazing.
0: It is amazing, isn't it? And I tell you why. I think this is the point. She wrote this to be a piece. It's it's. There is nothing in front of it. There is nothing behind it. So it has its specific context, which is, uh, well, it's many things. I guess it's it's got the sort of the money aspect. Um. And, yeah, a lot of people uh, talking to genitals. But the big advantage that Alyssa Nutting has in this scene is that there is no missing context. Uh, And and I think to to all the writers of the Bad Sex in Fiction Awards, I I think that if you enjoyed getting the award, you know, bravo. If you didn't, then I think you can feel, uh, you know, You can feel that you've been hard done by, uh, because
1: taken out of of context,
0: (laughs) (laughs) right? Yeah. You you know, you, you can feel hard done by, um, (laughs) because taken out of context, these scenes will read very differently. And I think this Mm. is the key that we have to take into our sex writing that, context is going to be king here and so we need a definite context yeah which brings Agreed. us up to doing some uh doing some writing ourselves
1: do you want to write it first and then we could talk about the context on the back end
0: i guess we could do that yeah yeah
1: yeah okay so again we have a new structure for our writing i count us in Uh, So, during that time, you pause the video or podcast, set a six-minute timer on your phone or whatever device you have, and then come back and join us in six minutes, and we'll be reading out our sex scenes, and there will be context involved, because I don't want to be winning any bad sex awards. Um, Join us in six minutes,
0: title of your sex tape. right. (laughs) Let's go. Okay,
1: and... Three,
0: two, one, and go. All right. I could go all day. Ah, title my sex tape.
1: You can go all day? So, hang on. You were uncertain. You almost tried to leave the country on your your raft boat, and now you're, you're you're on fire, Gareth. What's happening?
0: I don't know that I am on fire. I think I'm just a stickler for foreplay, and it just took me ages um, to progress. So we said six minutes. We ended up doing twenty five,
1: which you know, in, I would say about twenty. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's that's respectable. You know, it's. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a typical time.
0: You <laughs> yeah, know? That's, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's not too embarrassing. Um, so yeah, I I. There's some good things here. There are some bad things. Um, to be honest with you.
1: Well, let's dive right in. Should I'm we? Yeah, I didn't really, I
0: didn't really get there, as it were. Uh, like Ezra, <laughs> I kept missing the spot, but I will. Um, I'll read you what I've got.
1: I'm loving all the innuendos today.
0: I know. It feels like everything is. Um, <clears throat> my main character is called Oberon. And I thought that would just be a nice little uh, nod uh, to the editor of the Literary Review. Okay. <clears throat> oh. So here we go. She parted the curtains, swept in between the tables. A low murmur snaked between the diners, charmed by the music that accompanied her. She was slim but curvy or twisted herself into the appearance of curves as a gaze followed the murmuring snake between the tables, over the tables, to the darkened corner on the far side of the restaurant. Oberon sat alone there in the booth, poking a falafel around his plate. He made a show of focusing on his Baba ganoush, dipping bread into it and staring at the result as if he'd never seen such a thing in his life. But he knew it wasn't enough. It was never enough. She'd spotted him, Spot lit him with a snap of her finger chimes, her bells and scarves tinkling and floating like light refracted through a kaleidoscope pointed squarely in his direction. Oberon felt the prickle of sweat on his skin, He reached for his napkin, but she was already upon him, all eyes pinning him to his chair with amused expectation. She shimmied, jiggled her hips against the edge of his table, her buttocks spreading slightly as she pressed her weight down on its formica top. He hated this, always had, being the centre of attention. An editor by profession, he preferred the margins where he quietly jotted his notes. No more, she drawn him into her dance and he feigned a reserved look of pleasure as she pressed her bosom together between her arms, inviting him to lose himself in this pale perfumed cleft of flesh. Her silks wrapped around him the scent of spices, rose petals, then she arched herself backwards, thrusting her groin into his face like a wave swelling, crashing down over him, his body stiffened. The other tables were empty, the restaurant abandoned. Suddenly it was just the two of them loosely entangled, her slippered foot uh, pressing on his crutch as she laughed and sighed at the throbbing music. Her undulating abdomen drew him closer, devouring him from the inside out, and he had an overpowering urge to reach for her. Their lips brushed his, his dry, hers slippery, and she ran her tongue across his teeth, plunging into his mouth and there dancing, entangling his breath in silky saliva. Her arms, her legs wrapped around him, enveloping him, squeezing and releasing as he felt his trousers clinging to his thighs with hot, wet excitement.
1: Wowzers! <laughs> I can't believe you managed to get undulating apps in there as well. I'm impressed.
0: You're right? You got to do it. Um, so I was using a, a technique called defamiliarization. Uh, so I have a confession to make to all our listeners and viewers. I find belly dancers terrifying and they always spot me out no matter what I do. You know, I basically try and stick my head completely into the Baba and hide. But no, they always find me and they dance all over me. Uh, And everyone laughs and claps. And I die from embarrassment because there's no (laughs) correct response to that. Uh, So I thought I'd take that as my starting point and then try and imagine a character who, in spite of themselves, was tremendously turned on by this situation. So that's what I was trying for. I don't know if I succeeded. What, what, what do you think? How did I go?
1: I think you did. I think it was really great. And I just thought of the perfect response for the next time a belly dancer approaches you. So you're eating a bob ghanoush, and you like take a bite, and you're like, like bob ghanoush, and we'll shove it in her face, and see what happens.
0: That feels like a government <laughs> ad, doesn't it? Yes. Yes, I'll give that a go. <laughs> I'll give that a go. Am I confused though? <laughs> bob ghanoush is a dip, isn't it? It's an eggplant dip or am I mad?
1: Yeah, but you normally have it with uh, like pita bread or something to kind of pick oh, it I up. Oh, I see, so yeah.
0: Yeah, I was trying to think of all the things, you know, and I, and I started thinking about pickled vegetables and I was like, no, no, no time. Got to get into the erotics of this scene, not the food.
1: Mm. So,
0: yeah, that was mine. Okay. I don't I, Do I found er- that hard. Uh, normally, really, yeah, you are
1: going on and on from my end.
0: I found that hard title of the sex tape because it, yeah, because basically, <laughs> I, I really struggled to get going. I, and I wanted context, and I was desperately trying to put context in. And on the second page, I brought in the bit about him being an editor, and I knew as I was reading it, that was a disastrous thing to do. Uh, it should have been earlier. Like it was building steam, and I stopped to give you a bit of backstory like a, like a lunatic. Um, but yeah, no, you know, I'm glad it's over. I feel like, um, I feel like I've lost my virginity. Uh, (laughs) 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 yeah, I feel like I finally, I've written a sex scene. Everyone's heard it. Now I can just get on with my life. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's my reaction. Now I'm dying to hear what you came up with.
1: Okay, so I'll just jump right in. No context.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just I keep wanting to once. say <laughs> title of your sex tape. I think, yeah. <laughs> jump right in, no context. Okay. <clears throat> okay.
1: <clears throat> okay. I read somewhere once that all of life and the things we do within it, jobs, showers, food, etc is merely distractions until we can inev- inevitably fuck again. Biologically, it makes sense, right? The whole purpose is for us to procreate, and with the advent of contraception, it's a never-ending game until the odd stack against you and a singular swimmer gets past all your defences. I haven't had sex in so long. Maybe I've, I've forgotten how to f*** and why my mind is going where it's going. The streets of Melbourne are busy, with people trying to ignore their own sexual urges, I'm sure, but mine are running rampant. A ute pulls into a spare car park, And a couple of young tradies settle into their lunch, unwrapping the plastic coating of their KFC burgers, dipping their fingers into the box of greasy chips. And then their hands are travelling down, unbuttoning shirts, belts and jeans. The driver leans down over his mate's lap and takes his cock into his mouth. And his mate leans back, running his hand through his hair, pushing his head down further and deeper. I blink, seeing them licking their fingers, greasy with fries, and I continue walking to work. People continue to push past me, also trying to get places. I feel someone grab my ass, and I want more. A couple of older school teenagers are taking photos of themselves by the river in front of a water fountain. They run in and out and their blouses turn translucent, showing round, hard nipples. One of the girls kneels in close, caressing the other's boobs, licking the nipple and pushing her school skirt up, ripping through the restrictive black stockings and finally pushing her fingers into her core. Soon, the girl's whole head is under the skirt. Despite the privacy, there is no doubt what is happening under there, her warm tongue licking where her fingers were before. People continue to walk past, not minding the girls in the fountain, now with their clothes completely off. I walk past pretending to check my watch, pulling my gaze away from their open legs to the street. A man in a business suit strides past, holding aloft a bouquet of flowers. How lovely. I wonder who the lucky lady is. Unbidden, I turn 180 degrees and start following him up the street. At each traffic light, I wait a respectable distance behind and keep the same pace as he continues his way down the block. He pauses at a glass door for a fancy high-rise in the street, and plugs in a code. The door clicks open. Yet before entering the building, he turns and spies me beyond the threshold. He steps aside and opens the door wide. Do you live in this building? I nod mutely, coming up and heading to the elevator, pressing the up button. We wait for the uh, elevator to arrive. Who are the flowers for? He smiles. A small amount of stubble adorn his adorns his brown face. Indian heritage with wide shoulders, they're for my mum. She's been feeling unwell, so I thought I'd bring her these for when she arrives home from the doctors today. The elevator doors open. And that's as far as I got.
0: Oh, my. That was very, I mean, I you know those KFC mm-hmm. ads? You know, and they have the song, yeah. I don't care, I like it. Yeah. I was, I was uh, the treaties immediately. I just wanted someone to shout out anyone want KFC. <laughs> um yeah, I just uh, I, I found I, I found that was a, a really um, what's the word? It was a real teasy piece. It's like this person's moving through town, and suddenly these things are happening. And you know, you almost can imagine that she's not imagining it. Like it's obviously it's imagining Yeah, that's imagined, what I was trying to go for. It it's sort of yeah, like she's just spotting people. I mean, the girls in the fountain, I, I figure people might have noticed them uh, at some point. But, yeah, and then she follows this guy. That's uh, that's very dangerous. Uh, yeah, no, I was enjoying well, it.
1: Well, things were going to go down the elevator, but I ran <sighs> out of time.
0: It's always the way, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Title my sex I hate. know.
0: I really wanted to say it, but I was showing <laughs> restraint. Um, yeah, I... I think that was a really interesting piece. I would uh I mean I'm not sure it can it contains some hints or almost like uh hints of a sex scene. Um but it never it it didn't quite get there. You ran out of time. It's very hard. This is not something you can do in in 6 minutes or potentially 25. It takes a lot of of building. Thought I think. Mm. yeah yeah you have to pull that
1: context
0: yeah so that was your that was your context then it was it was someone imagining or maybe not imagining sex everywhere she went is that yeah 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 so that was a really effective way of doing it And and I think um it would have been really interesting to see where it went next I think yeah
1: yeah, well, maybe after this call I can continue working on
0: it. Maybe you can. Uh, feel free to work in the belly dancer uh, okay, because I feel like my scenes, was very close to finished. Um, yeah, I really don't know where you'd go with it, to be honest. I apologize to any belly dancers out there. I'm sure you're all very lovely people. Uh, just leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah I don't know yeah. I mean that wasn't well, too bad right it wasn't too bad
1: no nah, I don't think it was but I mean again we're amateurs in the sex game mm. uh, so I'd love to hear from some professionals in who write sex scenes <laughs> not well maybe also professional sex workers um what you thought what you guys end up writing and we're happy to read and share it for the next podcast that we're going to do oh, that would be interesting. and next week we are doing our. Yeah, it would be so interesting. We're doing our book reviews.
0: Yes, book reviews. Also, I just want to quickly throw in, I noticed that you danced very gracefully around all the genitalia words. You were always, you know, she was there where her fingers had been before. There was, you know, the core. There was all this uh, unzipping trousers. But yeah, it was very, um, that to me seems like one approach. Uh, essentially you just inhabit a space near the thing that we don't have great words for. Yeah. I thought that was very effective. I
1: think because your imagination, you, you, we, I mean, I'm assuming everyone on this podcast has had sex. Um, sorry for the younger audience. But, uh, you know, we know all this stuff. We don't need to have the words pushed down our throat. Oh, God, I'm just going to stop here.
0: Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's, yeah, it's oh. difficult. Uh, everything becomes the title of a sex tape <laughs> at a certain point. Uh, yes. Yeah. it is. But I think, I think you handled that really well. And I think there is something in that for anyone writing uh, a sex scene in a, in a, in a story that is not uh quote unquote erotica. That is a good way to avoid this awkward uh, trying to find the right word or, or sort of, uh, image chrysanthemums to, to convey what you're trying to get across. I, th- I think that worked really well. So I've taken, yeah. I take note of that. I've got that one in my toolkit now.
1: Mm, okay. In your toolkit, in, maybe that's another
0: I, one. I know came to fix the stairs. So yes, we're going to do, we're going to, do two books next week aren't we uh two book reviews yes
1: so honey and spice and also book lovers by emily henry and we're going to go into those books next week
0: yes we'll do two book reviews next week i'm doing honey and spice you're doing book lovers but i think you've also read honey and spice or you've read some of it
1: i am a quarter of the way th- through Honey and Spice. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have two perspectives and we're going to, yeah, see, because, again, we're amateurs in the world of romance. So these were two highly recommended books to us. So we're going to see what is the mass market or who are the romance audience, what they're reading at the moment. Oh,
0: well, that should I'm be really interesting.
1: To it. So signing off. <laughs> I'm trying to avoid making any more innuendos before I end the record button, but I'll see you guys all next week. Next week, not not in four
0: weeks' time, but next week we'll be back regular viewing. uh, And yeah, now I don't have to get back on the raft. I feel safe again.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, there was always one there, but I'm not going to go. Okay. (laughs) Bye, everyone.
0: Bye-bye.